Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I'm Michael J. Sutton. This is episode 30 in our series, Freedom from Fear. Is God on our side in this war? When Russia invaded Ukraine over 100 days ago, church leaders around the world did what they were told and came out and condemned it. As good hypocrites, most were silent about the 20 years war in the Middle East, and they say nothing about the wars in Africa, but what do you expect from white supremacists? People therefore assume the Bible has a lot to say about war. Western church leaders condemn wars started by foreigners and support wars started by America or Britain. Does the Bible support Western imperialism? It must, since the silence of the church is deafening. Everything America does is applauded by Western churches and must be virtuous. I would say this. Beware the silence of God. In Freedom Matters today, I have often said that God does not promise what he does not promise. And if we seek to walk with him, expecting him to deliver something he has not promised, then we walk alone. Few will listen, I know that. They think God promises them everything they want. But that's the devil, except he reneges on his deal and laughs about it. The New Testament says extraordinarily little about war. It is surprisingly silent on conflict. Many Christian fascists are ecstatic about this because they can ignore the New Testament and cherry-pick verses and ideas from the Hebrew Bible to justify whatever they want. If a Christian is quoting the Old Testament and it does not sound right, my friend, it is not. And what you have is a person who has corrupted the text for their own political agenda. It happens all the time. I do not know if they are plain stupid and ignorant or deliberately malevolent and evil. A common approach is to pretend that the ancient promises given to the house of Jacob or Israel are promises given to America or whoever. This is plain wrong, but it happens all the time. Another common mistake is to invent a theory based entirely on some obscure prophecy that is so ambiguous that you could say anything. I do not know who is more to blame, those fraudsters who write this rubbish or the people stupid enough to read those books. Many people read books to confirm their prejudice, and they have no interest in learning or growing, and that is sad. So what does the New Testament say about war, conflict, fighting, and killing? The first way the New Testament addresses the subject is to contrast war with the life of a Christian. In other words, the way of war is not the way of a person transformed by Christ. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. If there ever was a verse in the Bible to repudiate war from a biblical viewpoint, it is this. But do not expect Christian fascists to listen, God, listen to God. They never do. So why would they start here? What Paul is saying is clear. The Christian does not wage war like the world. 
those who do and claim to be Christians are not. It is as simple as that. Paul goes further in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, which is the following verse. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And primarily he's talking about persuasion and prayer. What this means is that Paul is repeating himself and saying the same thing once more. We do not, as Christians, employ the weapons of the world. This is obviously a critique of war, as well as Christian fascism in America, where many Christians believe the US Constitution has a higher authority than Holy Scripture. Their condemnation is deserved. Jesus also makes it clear that war is not the cause of a Christian. Jesus says in John's Gospel, John chapter 18, verse 36, to Pilate during his trial, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. The church will, of course, deny this and say Jesus is not condemning war. Well, he is, and it's clear from this verse. If Jesus did not expect his disciples to fight to rescue their Lord, the King of Kings, then he does not expect us to fight in any other wars as well. If you have any doubt, Jesus also told us that if we live by the sword, then we will die by the sword. Matthew chapter 26, verse 52. The second way the New Testament speaks of war, conflict and so on is the conflict that comes because of being a Christian. In other words, being a Christian brings persecution. The fact that the church has carved out in the West its little protective bubble through corruption, nepotism and cultural appropriation is proof of how far Christian fascists have departed from God. Christians, if they follow Christ will be persecuted. Look at these hypocrites in the church now, cowering like dogs, supporting the vaccine mandates. And now they only speak when they're allowed to talk, such as in approved political narratives, in climate change, immigration or indigenous issues. But let us not forget, in the past, the church also did the bidding of the state in supporting the institutions that rape the land and cause the climate change. The church has fought hard against immigration through the support of racism and the churches were responsible in part for the appalling treatment of indigenous people. The church in the West is simply a surrogate of government narrative. They do as they're told. As long as they don't preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the money and the protection will keep flowing in. This obedience to the state will only increase in the years to come as more people regard the church and Christianity as increasingly irrelevant. As I've said before, the church in the West has left Billy Graham and are now marching with one spirit towards Billy Sunday and to their doom. But the New Testament has a different view. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within. The writer to the Hebrews also says in chapter 10 verse 32, Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you endured 
in a great conflict full of suffering. If you follow Jesus Christ, you will face persecution. I have. If you go to the right church, you can avoid it all, since they follow the state or the latest government narrative. But when you know the truth, and the truth is a person, your life is transformed, and there is no other path forward except the one he followed to Golgotha for the sins of the world. All who trust in Christ follow him and walk in his steps. For as Mark says in his Gospel, chapter 10, verse 45, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. If you want to lord it over others, if you want to expect others to meet your needs or for others to serve you, go to church and name your price. You will get a good deal. You might get a bargain, but you will be selling your soul. Don't go to church. Follow Jesus instead. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.